0: Hi everyone, Tony here with Deirdre for another wonderful conversation over coffee and uh, there's plenty to talk about this week, isn't there?
1: There is. I'm Deirdre today. You're Deirdre? I'm Deirdre today. Normally, yeah, you call me tn instead of D. (laughs) Oh, did I? Are you cross with me?
0: I must be. (laughs) Subconsciously, I must be cross. I can't think of any reason why I would be, being that you're so amazing. It
1: is what you usually call me when you're... I guess when you're being either formal or angry. Or both. Or (laughs) Or both. Well, what a week it's been. I was thinking it's kind of been a long week in politics for me, and I'm not even in politics, so I can't imagine what it would have been like for some of those bods. Like, well, I'm in politics. Well, yeah, has it been a long week for you in politics? I did a thing. I did a thing on. uh, You should talk about that. Yeah, that was Thursday night
0: with a whole lot of crazy people.
1: Yeah, what made them crazy?
0: They were conspiracy theorists. They were the extreme. (laughs) They were, they were bananas. They were just crazy. Cra- I don't think any of them would listen to our podcast. I don't think this really matters. But
1: Oh, well, uh, you're not going to mention any names anyway. No,
0: no, 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 I won't. Um, but, yeah, I was invited to have a candidates chat with a whole group of people that were crazy. And uh, I told them so. Well, I told them they were conspiracy theorists.
1: And they didn't like that? They didn't,
0: I don't think they took too kindly to it. I had lots of other things I needed to say about the political party, which, which I did. And for which I was very enthusiastic, and if I don't say so, mis- don't mind saying so myself, I gave myself a standing ovation at the end.
1: <laughs> were you the only one to do that?
0: To give myself a standing or ovation, or to applaud you? No, no, no. They they were they were kind. They they didn't have a go at me except when I left at the end. Someone told me, "I'm not a conspiracy theorist." Oh, well, what in the? Oh, were you talking about then? If you weren't. Um,
1: so do you think that's a negative? I, th- I find that interesting that ob- that that they refuted it. You saw them as conspiracy theorists because of the people they were talking about and the well, conversations they, 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 decided, they were having. They
0: cited Alex Jones, for example, as being someone that has authority around anything. The man's just batshit crazy, which brings oh, which which will, which are, bring <laughs> us to our other topic later. He's, he's
1: not the only one being called that. No, no, but they,
0: they were... Um, they were extremely right-wing, uh, right, right wing, I guess. And uh, I myself and one of the other presenters there who's just a lovely bloke whose name I also won't mention, but um, he and I both were on the same side of that fence and he got up and said something at the beginning of his speech and he was first, uh, just acknowledging that he disagreed with everything that the previous speaker, who was their guest speaker, had said. So, uh, and I really appreciate that because I just agreed with him when I got up, and let them know that I didn't think the same that they did, so so do you think go. their
1: guest speaker was their guest speaker because that kind of endorsed his yeah views. They, yeah,
0: they do they 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 do they. They agreed with everything that he said, gave him a round of applause, said, "Here, here! you know, we shouldn't wear masks. Or, right. You know, it's a, it's a socialist and communist plot. I don't know how <laughs> those two things go together, <laughs> I, but apparently they do. Because
1: really, the reds under the bed thing really gets me. But the other thing that gets me with the reds under the beds is that if you look at the red and the blue in the United States, isn't it the other way around? Aren't the Republicans the reds?
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, don't you
1: think that's a bit, ba- bit weird?
0: I think the interesting thing is that one's an elephant and the other's a donkey.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the symbol. <laughs> Truly,
1: yeah, which one's yeah. the donkey?
0: Uh, the I think. Well, someone might correct me on that. I think that's. I think that's the Republicans. Um, I think the Democrats are the are the elephants. So I don't know where those. business to find out where those symbols came from and why they seem to be so important for them. I don't Maybe know. Elephants never forget. Perhaps and donkeys are just frigging stupid. So I mean, who knows?
1: Well, donkeys Man, it's a do have that.
0: Religious connotations around a donkey, you know, Palm Sunday carrying Mo- Moses, carrying Jesus and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Who can explain? Yeah, the Moses Americans didn't anyway? get
1: carried anywhere. He if was anyone just put can onto explain a explain who the
0: Americans are and why they think the way that they do, please let it, me. Know. I, I
1: don't know that they they don't seem to get that fundamental contradiction of Reds being associated with both the Communists and the Republican Party. <laughs> I think that's very odd. But the anyway, whole, the
0: whole thing, the whole thing's odd, and who are we to explain it?
1: Exactly, exactly. But I did think it was interesting when you said somebody denied being a conspiracy theorist, as if that's a bad thing to be. So that well, they didn't like, like
0: a... the idea, I guess, that I disagreed with their theories they were espousing, and they thought those theories were accurate, and I just called them conspiracies. So I guess if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, you probably could get offended by the fact that you're saying that it's a conspiracy when they see it as reality. Right, it's their reality that stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I'm telling I get them that. that it's not their reality; it's just a conspiracy. Mm.
1: Yep. There was a very along those lines. There was a very interesting article came out of Canada today talking about the freedom marches in Ontario. I think it was. And she, and she, and I think it was a she, was lining it up and comparing it to domestic violence and the denial that goes along domestic violence. So what she was saying was that the Freedom Marches were saying they were non-violent. And, however, they were doing things like leaving feces at the homes of people who were Jewish or black or and they were using... Um, they were name-calling and ridiculing people who would wear masks. So they were doing a lot of things that line up with domestic violence, but which often aren't seen as a part of domestic violence. So what she's what she was saying, that in effect, they were insisting they were non-violent, but in actual fact, they were violent, just not in ways that we would normally associate with with violence, I guess, setting fire to old Parliament House and things like that, obviously violent.
0: So they were covertly violent?
1: Well, I think there were, no. No, I think it's probably a step, it's just not recognised. I don't think it's covert violence because it's obvious if you see it, it's just not usually called out as violence. So name-calling and things like that Mm. uh, would be seen as violence within a domestic violence situation but isn't normally, and talking about name-calling. I remember last year we had a conversation about name-calling because do you remember our um, Anthony Albanese famously called Peter Dutton a buffhead? And I think I sat here and self-righteously said that was pretty mild, but, you know, not very dignified to do any name-calling. And this week... There's We've a had of, a week of name. There's calling. a lot of name calling. In fact in fact the whole week should be
0: called name calling week, shouldn't it, you know?
1: And I remember last week we talked about Peter Van Onstelen, and I can't believe we're gonna give him any more airtime this week. But I remember on Monday being incredulous at what he the question he asked the Prime Minister. So the previous week he'd had a go at Grace Tame for not being gracious, for not smiling, for saying that if she was so pissed off with the Prime Minister, she shouldn't have gone to the Australia Mm -hmm. Day event. Mm -hmm. But he was clearly not very gracious to the Prime Minister. You could almost say he was rude and yet he was still at the press club asking questions.
0: Well, he's allowed to be rude because he's a journalist. And so a, to speak. in a
1: privileged position. Is
0: he, is, he a, is he a journalist or a commentator? I often wonder about that. Um, but anyway, he did ask an interesting question of Morrison, and Morrison had an interesting non response.
1: Oh, I think Morrison did have a response. Do you mm-hmm. want to revisit the question?
0: Yes, let's, let's go there because I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who who are overseas. You know, thousands and thousands of people that listen to our podcast (laughs) may not know what we're talking about. They might not even know who Morrison is because we're hoping we can not know who he is perhaps in a few months' time.
1: Yes. Yes, go on. Just on that note, there is a funny meme going around at the moment about bookshores, bookstores putting travel books under the fantasy section (laughs) because who goes travelling?
0: Yeah, well, that's that's true. That's the little, not interesting little sideline. So, yeah.
1: Thanks very anyway, much. Anyway, sorry to that. interrupt you. Go on.
0: Yeah, it's only that. Um, well, you, you you're probably better at telling the story. I am about Van Honest, on- 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 about Van, Van Van Dishonest. What's his
1: name again? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Van Onselen. So the question,
0: Peter, Peter Van Onselen. He
1: was reading. So now I have to stress their old text. They go back to I think the bush fires. Two thousand twenty. So 2012. Oh, so not that old, but anyway, old, I guess, in political times. And old, old
0: old in COVID times,
1: because
0: every <laughs> day exchange, is a groundhog day at the moment.
1: Apparently, it was an exchange between a current cabinet minister and the previous premier of New South Wales. And I think it was the um, one of them said that he was a horrible, horrible person. That might have been Gladys.
0: I think that was Gladys. I'm, actually, I do need to say that it's, it took me a long time to be able to say Berejiklian,
1: be- and then she left. <laughs> and then she,
0: How just dare she? To- I just... I just you know, now I'm having trouble with Van Dishonest and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, these people need to have names like Smith and Jones, I think. It
1: would be easier. Yeah, oh, be like fine. Alan Jones. Like we know Jones. Oh, no, he's a no no.
0: Well he's gone.
1: He's, yeah, he's isn't that good. Yeah, we don't not see him. Not that I, I even see. noticed he was around, but
0: Yeah, I don't see him anything on YouTube anymore, so I don't know. I don't know where he is or what he's doing, but he
1: licking his wound somewhere.
0: He's not on my favourites anyway on YouTube. So
1: <laughs> Okay, so one of these two people referred to Morrison in this text as being a horrible, horrible person.
0: Oh, how accurate can one person be?
1: And somebody else said that he was a fraud. And somebody, and then one of the two said that, I think it might have been the cabinet minister, said that he was a complete psycho. Yeah, yep. And he Where, stood, now you said, now with... <laughs> you said he didn't respond. I think he did because he blinked rapidly as if he had just been... Well, that's that's what happens when your
0: eyes water up, though. You tend to want to clear the tears. So is that what that so means? He's shocked, shocked. I'm sure there are a lot of psychologists having
1: a having a field day trying to analyse what that meant because uh-huh. it was. Well,
0: I thought he was. I I read him as being physically taken aback by by the question because he had no idea. Clearly, no idea it was coming. Which is which is the thing <laughs>
1: the
0: thing politicians hate the most, isn't it? Not knowing what questions are going to be asked and how they should respond. And there he was, caught like a kangaroo in a in a spotlight.
1: I'm surprised he put himself out there for that, really, because Laura Tingle had already asked him if he was going to apologise for all his failures around COVID. Oh, she was... So it was already a hostile, you'd have to call it a hostile environment.
0: Oh, Laura was, uh, she didn't hold back, did she? She was... She was at him from the very beginning,
1: (laughs) and and we're fans of Laura, but a bit scared of her. Oh,
0: I hate to be interviewed by Laura. I think that'd be the most. That would be look. I'd 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 be happy for water torture, in
1: preference to Laura Tingle. But yeah, she's she's terrific. So that that was that then dominated a lot of the discussion for the week. Really, was that name calling. And I guess Morrison, once he recovered, sort of brushed it off and said it was all part of the hustle and bustle of of politics. Uh, uh, and then there was a lot of discussion or speculation about who that cabinet minister um, might be. I wondered whether Van Onselen was re- in asking that question. I don't know how long he'd been sitting on it for. He said he'd had to sit on it for a while and verify and do all that sort of thing when he was asked about hey, it. Hey, how do we know?
0: How do we know that that text message actually existed?
1: Yes, that's interesting too. That he didn't just make it up. He'd
0: make it up. What if he just made it up to stir the pot? And suddenly everybody else is rushing around like blue-ass flies trying to find out who it was that sent a message that may not have been sent in the first place.
1: Well, there, well, there's a couple of interesting things. Because I did think, well, was he just redeeming himself from the previous week's discussion where he certainly got smacked around the head on the project for his comments about Grace Tame? Uh, which later in the week he kind of semi retracted, saying, "Probably I should have kept my comments to myself." Yeah, but not without yeah, really apologising. Yeah, he should, yep, he
0: should sort of. He should keep probably his...
1: keep all his comments to him yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: he's got to learn about the foot in mouth disease that he's obviously got. Well,
1: I, maybe he just likes being in the headlines, and he was real. And even we're talking about him again this week, so yeah, what do
0: we do? What do we, we talk like... about? Dickheads like this. I but don't
1: the, there we go with the name calling. I'm happy
0: to name call. Well, I don't have a problem. You're the one with, with the problem yeah, with name-calling. Yeah, I don't like the
1: name-calling, really. Idiot. Oh, oh you call, them, all, you call <laughs> them names all the time. Idiot Idiot often comes to mind, I have to say. I think, I think my favourite word is moron, <laughs> all right. actually. Well, the funny thing was, I don't know whether it was that day or the next day, when Van Onselen was he accused himself of... There is a court case going ahead, and he's been accused by a colleague... Of belittling and harassing her, and he was called. And apparently, the Channel Ten management told this woman, "Oh, don't worry about Van Onselen; he's just batshit crazy, and we put up with him."
0: Right? Why do they put up with someone that's batshit crazy? Who knows? Because he gets the clicks, or yeah, maybe. You know, he makes up stuff about people sending messages and stuff. Maybe this is the reason. Well, I think
1: it was Virginia Trivoli on Channel. On, on, on the ABC, yeah, yeah. yes. Asked him about that. She interviewed him. See, he gets lots of attention. Perhaps he's just an attention seeker. You know, one of those. Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah, narcissistic.
0: But perhaps leading on the psychopathic side. Maybe. Um, should we be making? Oh, assumptions? you better not, because
1: he'll threaten to sue you. So you better retract those yeah, comments. Well. <laughs> Best of luck, buddy. <laughs> and well, I didn't shall I inter- retract
0: them now? R- retract. Yeah, retract, 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 retract. retract. retract, retract. But it was Virginia those...
1: Travolli who, who made that observation that on the one hand Morrison was being called complete a complete psycho by Van Onselen, although he's mediating somebody else's comments and he's being called batshit crazy. Mm. So the two of them are a couple of weirdos.
0: That's right. And your point being that they're weird, we know that.
1: <laughs> we know that they are. Well, then, before the week was out, Barnaby Joyce, who'd been making, who'd been intimating and then retracting, that he knew who the cabinet minister was and suggested it was a woman, and then he retracted it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then there was the outing of some again old, I think, text, a text that he had sent where he had called Morrison a liar and hypocrite. And then he apologized for that and said he was in a bad space. A, and I think time, Morrison said he was in a bad space. That was the
0: time he was on the back bench, and uh, lost the leadership to the other bloke before him, whose name I can't remember. No one can remember. Nope. Because <laughs> it, was, it was very insignificant. Um, and then I, I want think to say Bar- McCormack, Cormack, but uh, no, it's not. Um, yeah, anyway, anyway, <coughs> it doesn't matter. He's a nobody. And anyway, same as well, same as Barnaby, really. But then, uh, because he was on the back seat, the back seat, because on the back bench, I think he thought that he could probably say or and do he anything. Was on the
1: back bench, because of his very bad behaviour.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, so, as a result of all of that, he thought he could say whatever he wanted to, forgetting that at some point someone's going to record that, keep it on record, and then make it public. But. You know, so he probably did all of that in a moment of anger and despair because he's not a very rational individual, Barnaby.
1: Are any he? of them? No, not <laughs> None of them are looking particularly rational at the well, moment. Well, I guess,
0: I guess if we called them rational, we'd be insulting them, wouldn't we? So.
1: <laughs> well, the interesting thing is that the Crikey have done a whole book of Morrison's lies, so a book, a whole book. What? They have a dossier, five six hundred pages. Like, well, how not is that long, book? but it is a oh. dossier of all their... Uh, and, they, and they did a whole segment last year on Morrison. You know, from sort of mild mistruths, I suppose, to outright lies. So mm. liar doesn't seem inaccurate. <laughs> have you ever? <laughs>
0: have you ever noticed his pants were on fire?
1: No. All
0: I... oh, right. Lie, lie, your pants are on fire, <laughs> and I just wonder whether someone should do a meme of his pants are on fire.
1: Oh, there's lots of memes of him with very long noses, and
0: yeah, oh, maybe so I guess... somebody
1: did do one with the fi- with the pants <laughs> on fire.
0: So well, well, I just thought of that. How dare they steal my idea? Anyway, I just think that some of the, what we need to talk about is the impact that this has on the government and on Morrison, and whether it's going to flow over to the election later this year, whether it's going to harm him to the point whereby. The public says, I've had enough of you, I don't care or whether they're gonna do what they normally do, the public that is, forget about it a few weeks later.
1: Yes, interesting. You
0: know, whether they look whether the public's gonna look at his personality and say, Is this the sort of person we want leading us? Or whether they look at their hip pocket and say, Let's let's think about that because, you know, perhaps he's providing some money for us in another area. But then there are so many issues, aren't there? There's but re-
1: and remembering that we don't vote for Morrison. No,
0: we don't. We don't. But he does represent the Liberal Party, so it's going to harm the Liberal Party at the end of the day. But good point. We don't actually, because I hear people say that you know we're going to vote against Morrison. But we don't. Well, we don't. Uh, no, no. they pick him from inside. So what would be the alternative? Dutton, Freudenberg. <laughs> oh my God! You know, gone from the sublime <laughs> to the ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, Frydenberg comes across as more rational, but if you dig into some of his speeches when he's been fact-checked, he's often been shown to not he be also telling looks, old... also
0: looks like a thug.
1: Frydenberg. Oh, I don't see him oh, that no, way. Oh, no, Dutton looks, looks like... Like, he's like a... he a policeman? Yeah. Okay. He was
0: a copper. Yeah, 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 well, that explains it. Well, that... Like him.
1: <laughs> and Morrison's father was a police officer, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Lots of conspiracy theories. It, is, a, it is really a... T- well, well, you see, by the end of the week, what had happened... So there was all of this discussion about the implosion of the government, really, that it was just collapsing, and that Labor's on the outside looking in and saying, "Ha ha ha!" They're actually they don't need to say very much, <laughs> really, because there it looks like major squabbles going on. It looks like political on the inside. political
0: self-immolation.
1: Yes, a bit like the, Mor- the Boris Johnson. Government in the UK, but let's yep. let's not go there. So we've got a similar thing going on here, where the government, where government is fighting amongst each other, and this talk of the New South Wales uh, Liberal uh, Party all collapsing and not wanting to get behind,
0: and they are the, Morrison they are or the for that and matter, they and they're a powerhouse behind the Liberal Party. So if they fold, and if they no longer want to get behind Morrison, they're gone. So they might be thinking. So some of these people in the, behind the political scene might be thinking, well, let's wait, let's lose this election and let's wait till next time, see who, see if Albanese does any, anything worthwhile, which he may or may not do, and let's just bide our time and get rid of Morrison, Frydenberg, Dutton, let's get a whole lot of new people in there and revamp the Liberal Party. Because at the moment, I think they need revamping.
1: It looks like they do. There are New South Wales by-elections coming up next weekend, as I understand it. Oh, really? So, there is, so that'll be a little bit telling. And as I understand it, Perrottet is not being promoted <laughs> very much there. So he's a bit on the outer in the New South, which is fair enough, because he was one of those bully boys who push for. You know, co- living with COVID, and that did not work out very yeah, well. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and the other thing too, I think that probably needs to be talked about is the the lack of concern for aged care as well. Oh. That seems to have hit a nerve for lots and lots of people because that lends itself to the lack of preparation by the federal government because they look after and manage aged care. So it's a, a bad reflection again. <laughs> on their inability to be able to care for the most vulnerable people in our community, which they you don't give a rat's ass about.
1: Yes, and a small analogy with the Boris Johnson gov- um, government, you know, that, that the party gate thing where they had lots of these parties made rules for everybody else and then mm-hmm. went against those rules themselves. In a similar vein, the Minister for Aged Care went to the cricket, and it was part of his portfolio because he is the Minister of Support, but he went to the cricket at the moment when aged care was totally in a crisis. So he ignored that, it appears. He denies that. Actually, he even denies the callback. He denies that it's even in a crisis. So denies, I, I don't understand. I what's in a crisis? That, 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 that the aged care system is in a crisis.
0: Oh, he's a crazy man as well.
1: Another, totally irrational. He, and, and I don't understand. Yeah. Albanese has been calling for him to be sacked this week. And I bet that Morrison doesn't, but he should.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, he won't because the Labor Party have called for it. But at the end of the day, it's going to damage... Uh, it's, you know, it damages their image, you know. And I think that... We've got to remember that, a, you know, a fair percentage of the population now are the elderly. And uh, they vote, and they're enthusiastic about their voting, I guess. So, you know, if they don't get that aged care stuff sorted, they're going to lose heaps
1: and heaps of of votes as well. And And they're looking very ageist at the moment as if they really don't care about elderly people. And you certainly see lots of people say, and and I'm one of them, there's no way I want to go into one of those aged care facilities where it looks like they don't care about you. We have have
0: our own, our house.
1: (laughs) We'll stay living at home and look after ourselves. (laughs) It's got to be better. It sounds appalling. There was also talk that they had been wargaming the idea of if things got so bad and there were so many people going to hospital that they would use the army to keep people away from going to hospital. Can you imagine that? Go, wanting to go into the into the emergency department and be confronted with a soldier telling you to go home?
0: Well, what what authority would the, the army have to do that anyway?
1: I we, have we no idea. Of, it
0: sort of lends itself to this notion around military rule, doesn't it? That we've become like a junta. Did you
1: hear about... Um, What's his name? My favourite man, Alan Joyce, saying that Western Australia was like North Korea. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alan Joyce, uh, yeah, the the He's authoritarian just, of all times, telling yeah. everybody else that another country is He's like... He's just
1: worried about his 1000000 do- multi-million uh, well, dollar salary, I guess.
0: So much for that.
1: The but, other, yeah, go on.
0: I was just going to say, the other the other issue that you wanted to talk about was our mate,
1: Ben. Before that, though... You, when you were talking about what's the impact of all of that name calling on the government, they all look as if they're imploding at the moment. Morrison did appear to do a little bit of a photo op at the end of the week, and Twitter, I have to say, was apoplectic and over this.
0: Lo- you loved this, didn't you? And I love this. this. Is important to you. I
1: love this story because he was at—he was in Victoria. I can't remember where in Victoria. At a hairdressing salon, washing somebody's hair. And so, to the other names he's already been called, horrible, fraud, complete psycho, I want to add creep, because that looked totally creepy to me. And brilliant, I think, on the part of the Labor Party, what they did was put up a poster later on with him holding a hose, finally, doing this hair washing stunt with an advertisement for TAFE. If you need a new career, you can go along to TAFE and be retrained and they're going to re- revive that sector anyway. And they had Scotty 53 underneath the hairdressing thing. So I thought that was brilliant on the part of the Labour Party that they picked that up and used that as an advertisement for their <coughs> refunding. I wonder whether TAFE. he,
0: you know, like, does he ever think, what, what, is, what are other people going to do with this photo op? Or does he just think that, you know, this is an opportunity to be in front of the camera. I think so. It's going to look good. I look good. I'm fantastic with my balding hair I don't and my know chubbiness. what he thinks.
1: I, oh, I, 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 what cannot, I cannot imagine. I mean, it, clearly it plays well with some people.
0: Well, who's this um, marketing person or the person that, you know, sets all these things up and... Like, what Clearly, they they're think?
1: not talking to us. Well, I think,
0: yeah, I think they should. I think we should be advising him on what photos should be taken. I think a photo of him sitting on the toilet would be damn good, <laughs> actually. And beneath that, you know, he's shitting on everybody. So, yeah,
1: mate, he seems to be. He seems to be at the moment. Uh, yeah, the, well, that was the entertainment on Friday. The other entertainment during the week was the Ben Robert Smith, the former soldier who is suing Channel 9. So and Sydney Morning Herald, The Age and the Canberra Times, I think. Yep. He's suing. And he's backed by Kerry Stokes of Channel 7. Yep. And I loved this last year because I was... Well, actually, I was just in, it was just entertainment. Get out the popcorn because he was suing them for saying he had a bad character and what he was demonstrating, what he's been demonstrating throughout the court case is that Ben Robert Smith is is not a good dude.
0: Well, it it was all about, I think, his abusive relationship and then it was about some of the accusations made against him while he was in Vietnam and that sort of stuff and he said that that obviously besmirched his character. Lo and behold, what It happened? looks like
1: he's a bad character. <laughs> because it does look from the evidence and from what we see, so we always have that have to have that as a qualifier. we I'm not even seeing the court case, I'm just reading We're hearing the reports. I'm just hearing the reports. So last year it certainly looked as if he was a man who was violent towards both his wife and a partner. As, yeah. as well, so so it looked like that so was all true. So we've established
0: that in a domestic situation, he's, he's not violent a good man. and abusive. Yep. Is not of is not the sort of person you want your daughter to go out with. That definitely, is for sure. definitely
1: not. And then this week was around a couple of sold, former soldiers, that whom they've de-identified, and who weren't in the courtroom, as I understand it. Person forty-one and person fourteen.
0: Oh look, I've, I've always wanted to have a number as my surname.
1: <laughs> you probably do in some circles. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> at the Department of Social Services or this somewhere, it will be this just a true. number. And and and. Person 41 was fairly clear that Ben Robert Smith had killed not a soldier, an Afghan soldier, but a, an Afghan civilian. And when he was questioned about that and asked why he didn't talk about it earlier, it sounded incredibly plausible to me when he said, well, you can't really speak out against your mates because that's going to backfire on you. Mm. It's mm. going to backfire on your career. It's going to fa- it's probably going to backfire on you right at that moment as well. You're going to be... Um, well,
0: you're going to be ostracised and not promoted and a lot of other things are going to happen to you, which would mean that you probably give it all away
1: yeah and person forty one actually questioned, said that there was quite a deal of um, hostility towards Ben Robert Smith because they they maintained that the VC, the documentation for the VC, was falsified, so in actual fact he should never. That have had that VC then. Ben Robert Smith was the sort of person who put himself up as better than everybody else mm. and in actual fact... So the
0: event that caused him to be nominated for the VC actually didn't happen? Is that don't, what they're saying?
1: I don't know. They're, 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 he's saying there's some doubt around Well, Well,
0: it's hardly a hero who shoots an unarmed man in the back to start no with, is he? So, you know, you don't give people like that that you know, they're, the, they're the worst of the worst. You don't give them a medal such as the Victoria Cross. You don't. You might give them the Morrison medal because (laughs) (laughs) they
1: Give them a knighthood. (laughs) (laughs) Or something stupid like that. Because they're the
0: same ilk and character as uh, as ScoMo. So, yeah, but the thing I think about all of that is that why did a man who would have known that he'd done these terrible things why would he have taken that to court where all of that could be exposed unless his arrogance told him that no one would come forward?
1: It's perplexing to me and it reminds me of that Christian Porter case last last year which didn't work well, it, which really was a pyrrhic vi- victory for Christian Porter because he didn't win that case at all. He said that he did, but he didn't. So what is it with these men? Is it their arrogance that sees them as so entitled that nobody will cross them? And and they're definitely bully boys, or certainly Peter Van Onselen comes across as a bully boy because he threatens to sue people. Well, I guess he
0: must have thought maybe that um, I need to defend those accusations because it is going to taint my...
1: Um, oh, it's tainted. Whatever. <laughs>
0: <coughs> but
1: it's well and truly tainted now.
0: Yeah, it is. But he, he must have thought that it was better to confront some of those allegations as opposed to just letting it go. Like, if he'd just let it go, not saying it said anything, not just said, look, it was wrong. Uh, the allegations are just incredible. And just let it go. Oh, and shut just up. let it go. People would have forgotten about it. It wouldn't be newsworthy today. But my God, it's spinning way out of control for this man. If you can't control the narrative, you should not get involved in the first place.
1: <laughs> and why would Karen... I don't know. understand why somebody would be backing him. Does Kerry Stokes just have so much money it doesn't matter? Does he not care about his own reputation?
0: Well, I think he has. there's some sort of an investment that he has in Ben. Um, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether he'd had a show that he was doing with him? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But there was some sort of financial connection with him. i will have to ring Kerry and ask him And ask him yourself, yeah.
1: What were you thinking? Kerry, if
0: you're you're listening to this podcast, because I know you do, um,
1: (laughs) give us a call. What was on your mind? Did you believe this? (laughs) man? Hey, and do you know any, I don't know anything about, could Ben Robert Smith now be taken to court for war crimes?
0: Well, one would. Well, that's an interesting question. Well done. Yes, I guess. Well, of course, he could be. Um, and did so. What it makes us wonder about is: did did the army know about this to begin with? Or is this new to them? Has it been it's covered up? It's not new
1: to them. Has it
0: been covered up by them uh, that this took place? I mean, you know, no, do i don't
1: remember, never, Do you I don't remember, remember sure the Four are. Corners expose last year? Was it last year? There was a four corners expose, expose on all of this, even down well, to the Sarah
0: Ferguson did one, did she? Yeah, I th- yeah. No, of, I don't think I'm it was. I'm scared of her as well. Her I and don't Laura think Michael. it was Sarah
1: Ferguson, but I think the person concerned has subsequently written a book, and th- th- you know, damn I remember in that story how disgusted I felt that that killed an Afghan civilian, as I understand it and he had a prosthetic leg, and then they're dr- mm. down the pub or something, drinking out of this prosthetic... Yeah, that's right, st- yeah. Incredible disrespect for this man. Well, that story has been that was in Four Corners, I remember that from Four Corners, has been borne out yep. by Person 41 and po- Person 14. They were doing that. They were drinking out of this prosthetic... I don't know, what were they thinking?
0: And what... I mean, how do we respond as a public to all of this as well? Like, what... Does it, what do we think of the services? surfaces is it, if this is the way they're behaving overseas? Um, what does it say about our reputation as a civilised human? <laughs> is it are a civilized we civilised? Well, we're not. Well, <laughs> we're clearly, not looking very civilised. I mean, if they're representing who we are yeah, there's overseas, then there's some, there's some doubts, isn't there, about how we are being represented and how effective that is in terms of who we are as a nation?
1: Well, so, talking about representing Australia, there was BBC headlines about Barnaby Joyce and his <laughs> his being deputy prime minister, calling the prime minister a liar and a hypocrite. So, so who does the worst to our reputation? to our reputation? The,
0: well, our reputation's damaged. Way, you know, right across the board. From you know, our reputation was held up in such high esteem. While we were dealing with Omicron, well, we were dealing with Delta and Alpha and Delta initially, and then
1: except around climate change. Yeah, well, there were lots, don't have a good there lots of other issues, there. And, and then the submarines and, then, and the French. Say, then there's the
0: <laughs> issues with the subs and lying. Definitely, to, you know, the man's a liar. That's been confirmed. Uh, you know, the 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 president of France said that he is a liar. So and
1: didn't and didn't Morrison set the precedent for? Um, sending off t- texts between people wasn't he doing that? Probably in, I think he did actually in the whole French um, debacle that was going and on and
0: now it's come out that uh, that could have that the issue with the French could have been negotiated differently Yes that the French weren't offering they could have they could have provided apparently nuclear fu- nuclear fueled submarines they could have done that because they have them themselves. Um, and that we didn't need to go and side with the Americans as we did, all that could have been negotiated, but no Morrison, who had his head up his ass in his usual fashion, for some reason was persuaded by the Americans to go with them because they're bigger, better, more powerful, whatever. I think it's um, just an Anglo. I just think Anglophile.
1: It's
0: big, I just think it just doesn't have any sense of reasonableness whatsoever and that his politics sucks, and that I hope he gets kicked out of the next election. We and on that note... On that note, shall we say goodbye? Shall
1: we say goodbye, yes.
0: Look, so we'd like to thank everybody, those thousands of people that listen to us. It's very exciting, isn't it, to know that so many people are hearing the crap we carry on with, <laughs> and, that, um, and that we impact the nation in the way that we do. You know. So thanks, everybody, for being with us. We just say to you, look, take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves and those people around you and just make sure that you keep yourself and others safe. Thanks, everybody. Bye.